Bezer Hashem, I wanted to continue in the meditations of the Chovas Hilababos. And admittedly, the ninth meditation is very long, and so I kind of just got delayed by how long it is, but I'm going to press forward and just do a very short accounting of it, and then Bezer Hashem go on to the tenth and, and Vaiter and forward. Hachi, the, the ninth meditation. That a person should serve Hashem in as as much as he possibly can, like the way a person would serve a king. So, everybody has their level. But the point is to understand that it's our obligation to make every action count. As the Shalah Kodesh brings in the Asai Ramaros. The main thing is to try to make every action, every thought, every speech intentional towards a positive spiritual purpose. Towards improving God's world. And by improving God's world, we improve and clarify the way he is expressed in the world. So you can summarize our job as Jewish people to clean the world, to to make the world shine with God's light, to make it more translucent, to refine the world. Why? So that God can express more and more through the world, so that the world becomes less and less of a thick curtain and more and more of a clear lens. If a king were to give you a puzzle or an issue of deep thought to figure out, the king is appointing you to balance the budget, to fix the canals, to, to, to legislate certain laws based on a certain situation or a new technology, you would do it with your full mind, with your full effort. So too, when it comes to mitzvot, that's what it is. We are like Hashem's appointed ministers to go fix this kingdom called the world. And it takes thought. And the halacha, the Jewish rules, and the the Torah is a in labor-intensive responsibility by which we are shown and guided towards working together to fix this kingdom. So we need to apply all our mental faculties to it. Right. Next, the im balis the shivcha laroslo al tov shagamlo o chesed shasa imo b'charos of a furad of a ketav of balpei lo yaniach mitzchuta malitza tov derech avara mashal v'emes v'shaker b'mashi takin lo es haper alav shaloyim zmineho v'yareho v'ilah hayachol laroslo b'chol evarav mistaro v'nirehu hayaose v'ilah hayachol triach hashemay v'aretz v'chol asher behem v'odato v'shivcha mehavso v'shigenu tov mitzpuna lo hayaose zeim halushas adam v'zir He's saying if a person were now involved in saying thank you to the king and praising the king for everything, you would do everything in your possible ability. Even if you if you have the ability to move heaven and earth in order to express your gratitude to the king, 
that's one extreme. Or on the other hand, if in your very most intricate, detailed motions, which only hint to your appreciation. So those, he's setting up a, a spectrum here, which is quite beautiful. And really, the, the deep point he's bringing out is that they're one. Meaning, when a person sits up straight, a little bit straighter to learn Torah, when he can, or dresses a little bit nicer when doing a mitzvah, that would be a small act. That we should do everything we can to express our gratitude. And if we could make the, make the sky sing our praises to Hashem or make the trees sing our praises, we would do it. But we can't. We can only do these small things. But I think the deep point he's bringing out is actually, we don't know it, but they're connected. The smallest things we do, like dressing a little bit nicer when doing a mitzvah or sitting up a little straighter or refining our speech a little bit more to speak a little bit less mundane and a little bit more intentionally, those small things are actually enormous. They have enormous ripples effects, you know, enormous shock waves to change the whole universe. So that's what he's hinting to. Because there's three types of things that we can do to show our appreciation and gratitude to Hashem. One is your thoughts. That our, we have a mitzvah to train our thoughts, to always be thinking about Hashem, to be grateful to Hashem, and to be requesting from Hashem in our thoughts, and to be thinking, what can I do to make this world more shiny, to make it more of an abode for Hashem's presence? That's part one. Part two. The second category of service to Hashem is actions that we do that are that are in partnership with those holy thoughts. So part one is to have those holy thoughts. From the holy thoughts leads to part two, is to do actions, to pray, to learn, to teach, to do mitzvot, to do positive deeds, and to avoid negative deeds with the intention, with the kavana of making this world more of an abode for Hashem's presence. And what's part three of our service? Apparently there's a third category where you don't necessarily have to be so focused on what you're doing when you're doing it. I don't want to get too into these details, but if you're sitting in a sukkah, you don't have to be apparently constantly thinking about sitting in a sukkah for a certain intention. You certainly had to have the intention when you started sitting in the sukkah or started wearing sit-sit or started putting a mezuzah on your house. But after a while, you're in the sukkah. After a while, you're wearing the tzitzit. After a while, you're keeping Shabbat and you don't have to constantly think about it. Okay, I'm not getting into the, the difference between that versus learning and praying when it comes to the first category of thoughts of our obligation to clear 
and, and purify our thoughts to Hashem alone. It means to empty your heart of thoughts of this world and that and its its obligations and its troubles and its hassles, and to unify one's heart and his inner being to God alone at that time, to meditate, to focus and concentrate on the mitzvah of completely focusing on Hashem as one of the one of the pious people said in his prayer to Hashem, my God, my worry for you has canceled my worries of this world. And my, and my, and my anxiety over connecting to you has removed from me the other types of worries, which is a, this is a famous part of the Chovas Levavas. And the Marpelanathish explains, That um, if I intend all of my actions towards you alone, Hashem, then that will nullify for me all types of other worries. Um, the Pas Lechem. <clears throat> By by making my concerns and my anxieties about not serving you enough, that nullifies for me all other types of worries. Like not having as much money as I would like. So this is a beautiful point. This is a very critical point. When we make our goal, our priority, to have consciousness of Hashem, then all the other things in life become very trivial. Not only that, but we believe that Hashem will allow us to have the basic sustenance we need, and that it shouldn't worry us out and stress us out. This is a very, very critical, critical piece of advice. And I'll probably stop the recording here, even though there's so much more to talk about in the ninth meditation. But it's this is a this is an oft quoted part, and it's important to lock into. It goes back to the beginning of the of the idea from this recording that we need to be focused as being Hashem's ministers in this world. That's a complete paradigm shift. If instead of looking at myself as, I have to worry about taking care of me, my family, and satisfying my needs, then I'll never be satisfied because, because my needs never end, and they could always be more, and somebody else always ha- seems to have it better than me. If I completely shift the paradigm to, no, I am here to do Hashem's agency in this world. If that means I have less money than someone else, or less wisdom or less free time, what all the sorts of things I might want, it, it absolutely doesn't matter because all I need to do is the job that I find myself in, the assignment I find myself in, exactly based on my circumstances, my geographical circumstances, my financial circumstances, my past experiential circumstances, my familial circumstances, my relationship circumstances, my health circumstances, all of these circumstances are what the word means, a circumstance. A circumstance like comes from circle, right? It comes from the, 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 the situations that surround me that pretty much force me into what's going on. There's, it's, it's not worth it in life kind of cutting against the normal American grain of making yourself. Yeah, that's there's holiness to that. There's definitely holiness to maximizing your potential. That is a holy 
part of the American mindset. That's very good. But we also see the whole picture as Jews, and we say, on the other hand, it's not only about my idea of how to make myself. At the end of the day, I need to maximize myself within my godly assignment, within my situation that Hashem has put me in, within the sparks of holiness that Hashem has assigned to me, as the Hasidic masters bring out that the Jewish people are split up into every individual soul. And each individual soul corresponds to a certain portion of sparks out of all the set of sparks in the world. Meaning each particular soul is like a little tiny branch that is assigned to it a corresponding branch of the world to take care of. And if a person is running away from that, then he's not doing his job. He's not taking care of the part of the universe that only he can make shine, that only he can fix, because he is assigned to a certain portion in the world to bring the Shekhinah, to bring the Holy Divine Presence into that portion and that portion specifically. And that is how he was created by Hashem in the beginning of time. So to run away from that and reject that is to rebel against Hashem, and it's not going to lead to a happy life. A happy life, a happy life is the product of a person joyfully accepting his portion. As the Pirkei Avos we read last week, a zehu ashira samelchelka, who is happy, the one who is happy in his portion. Interestingly, right before that it says a zehu gibor who is the strong person? The person who conquers his Yetzahara, his the person who conquers his evil inclination. The evil inclination is the holy sparks that are trapped in the klipot. The sparks trapped in the externalities in the world create our evil inclination. That's a deep thing. That and that is is a person's portion in the world. A portion's person's portion in the world is is specifically determined by where his evil inclination is, where he struggles to perfect himself. And Hashem puts each person exactly in the situation that they have to be in to conquer those sparks, to conquer the sparks and extract them from the realms of the evil inclination, to extract them from the realms of energies that are not yet expressing Hashem. And when a person conquers his own particular negativity, he thereby makes the holy presence shine where there used to be negativity and now there's positivity. And that's where Hashem assigns each person their portion in the world. And that is set up by their financial circumstances, familial circumstances, historical circumstances, all their circumstances. And a person needs to be happy in that and no matter what circumstance they're in, be the best they can be in that circumstance. And of course, if we do our job in that particular post, if we're a soldier and we're put in this part of the battlefield, so we do it there. And then maybe Hashem will move us to a different part of the battlefield. And we don't know, but it doesn't matter. Thinking of it that way removes all the worries, just completely cancels them. I myself, I'm a human being and I've spent time wishing my situation was different and it was more like this person or that person's, comparing myself to other people, admittedly, we all do it judging someone else and saying, well, they're not doing as good as me, it's, it's, it's a waste of time, and it's distracting us. It's not necessary. It's not necessary at all. If we can have this mindset, then all of those thoughts melt away, and we can have more space in our mind to focus on just maximizing where we are in the, in the particular scenario. Be'ezer Hashem. Amen.